Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm joined this week by Rory Powers. What's up, guys? What's up, Rory? I thought that was pretty a pretty good entrance. Yeah, uh, not a lot. Been very busy this week because we have a couple editors out of the office, <laughs> which makes me He's have doing, to do bit, real bit, human work. Doing a bit runs. of loot, just whinging on your intro. Yeah, well, oh, no, I've got nobody, events somewhere. Nobody's heard about my holiday. No one heard. <laughs> no. no. Uh, but it's been good. It's been very, very fun. We have a lot of cool stories, which you we will get into a little You're basically saying people have screwed you over. Yes, everyone. Big time. I'm, I have like a multi-computer. I have like this spinny chair and I just want all the computers around me so I, I can a, I spin a, to, to I, desks. I can tell you're a professional. You have a multi-computer and a spinny <laughs> chair. Spinny chair, exactly. That's how we do things. Jesus yeah, Christ. that's how you do things. That are uh, the voice office. of reason to my right is Daniel Kruper. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Been um, traveling the world or parts of Eastern Europe. Um, and Brighton. Last, and Brighton. Um, we can talk about one. We can talk about the Brighton trip later. Not the other one. We'll save that for a later date because it's mm. top secret. But that's to do with the IGM first. Yeah. That's coming up sometime coming up in the near future. Yeah. But first, <clears throat> Battlefield Hardline is out this week. And I don't know, you wait two years for a highest game, then two come along at once, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I've been playing it. Um, we played a while ago, uh, probably about six months ago now, yeah. and we were quite lukewarm on the single player. Yeah. Now, I've played it a bit more now. It's okay. It's like we gave it an You're eight on feeling site. it. So, a um, bit of detail. It's made by Visceral, people behind the, the Dead yep. Space franchise, and that's the episodic kind of TV cop drama episodic yeah. campaign mode, right? Yeah. And my problem with it is, it's just a bit... I, well, it's exactly as I expected. Like, you know, they're in, they're based in Miami. The cop's called Mendoza. He gets framed. And it's kind of, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like so cliche. Okay, uh, next question. So I've played a little bit. I think you've played um, a bit more than me. Yeah. Is it knowingly so? Like, that, I feel like that's a distinction. I feel like they really if, did embrace If something it. falls into the traps of like cliche and tropes because it just doesn't know what else to do or right. is it kind of playing upon them do you reckon? okay well at the point where i'm at now that's not apparent right okay and that may become apparent later on yeah but so far it is like some kind of crappy cop drama you would see on channel five it was really strange right. because channel i was five i was that's how bad it is <laughs> i was playing uh, a little bit of it earlier and uh you know when it kind of starts off you're like introduced to the characters and they're kind of like posing and i'll have shots of them talking it'll freeze and their names will come up and i was like wow this is really like a, a weird cop show that you uh, like watch on tv and then as soon as i stopped playing and went back to the main menu uh in that little interval they were like next time on battlefield yeah. and they have like a trailer like yeah, a little teaser one. for what you're going to be doing yeah. next yeah, I, in the game see i kind of like that approach oh, I, I like it i thought it was really you, cool but it was the first time i've ever seen it and yeah, it was one of my really favorite kind of... um, moments from a last gen game if that's what we're saying now uh, was the the end of the first bit of alan wake when right. you run towards the house and um oh is it roy orbison's in dream starts playing mm. 
and it's just like the end of the show and it feels like a real cliffhanger and like that's brilliant I don't it doesn't do that throughout the game as well but that first episode where it kind of imitates TV yeah, yeah. not that games have to imitate TV but that's definitely just that, well, that's, that's a thing they're going for that's, so that's they're fine to do yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not like oh they're trying to be like TV. I think it's just a thing they're tapping into cop shows are huge on TV yeah. same as mystery dramas with Alan Wake tapping into Twin Peaks um, yeah but I'm not, I'm not really like that stuff hasn't registered as much with me. Like, right. I'm just kind of just going around flashing my badge, which is a new mechanic. Yeah, and that works quite well. Um, it took me probably while you know a couple of missions to get used to that yeah. and um, kind of trying to play it out as, as stealthily as possible. Because you get more XP you if do, you yeah. play good cop. And that's so if how... you go around arresting people rather than just shooting them yeah. in the back. And that's and how this you was something weapons, that I wasn't so. anticipating either. Is that uh, obviously we've been playing a lot of GTA heists. And that's kind of like you breaking into places, stealing things. Mm. And uh, this one in the story mode, you're playing a cop, a police officer. And I was like, oh, let's see how this differs. To begin with. I feel like a badass. Right. I busted up this drug gang and I was shooting people in the face. I felt really cool. Wow. It was great. Maybe you should be and then a I, And then I play Battlefield. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't think you should be... Uh, yeah, I don't think you pass the psychological evaluation. No. So how will you tackle this situation? I shoot him in the face. In the face. Yeah. She didn't give me any you time. You don't ask questions. You she don't jumped the out of the bathroom yeah. with a shotgun and I just had a second oh, yeah, to react. She went down. Bam, like, bam, bam, yeah. bam, bam. Yeah, it was she pulled yeah. a shotgun on you. Exactly. Well, let's ask questions exactly. later. And it was cool because um, you just assume like if you're playing... Uh, if you're like the bandit, the robber, that's yeah. like a cool role. And then, you know, the police are just kind of enforcing the law. But yeah. it felt really cool. I when, thought it was awesome. When are they going to make a great... Um, why not the bill? The There's bill. Great, yeah, why not well, like... Was that not the, the getaway? Well, I just want to... I want a kind of more kind of procedural, tedious, British-based um, cop game where you're basically just watching people nick stuff We have Iceland. a piece of feedback about that. Oh, Ooh, okay. later on. So we'll, we'll, oh. we'll, we'll address oh, okay. that later. But what I found weird about Hardline is that we have played been playing quite a lot of GTA and to go from that complete freedom to being funneled through in a certain direction is, is quite jarring yeah. I, I found it quite weird to begin with even the bits where you get in the car and you, you know, you've got to drive off and you have a level of control but really the only way you can drive is that way yeah it, it was funny I was doing a, a driving mission and although as you say you do have a bit of freedom it did kind of feel like you were on a track yeah. and you could only swerve so much and, yeah. and change yeah, the path the driving's so much. really simplified, but I was thinking, yeah, it always kind of has been in Battlefield. Well, because like, I, so I, hands up, I haven't played the multiplayer yet. You guys have been playing a little yeah. bit in the multiplayer. Yeah. How does yeah. that compare so to, we, to Heist, for example? Should we, let's talk about, yeah, so there is a mode in the multiplayer called Heists, which is a um, big open map, as you'd expect from a Battlefield game. And there's two teams, there's the robbers, there's the cops, you start at opposite sides of the map. And in the scenario I played, it was in the Everglades, and there's kind of this little um, petrol station, gas yep. station if you're American. Oh. And the robbers had to get there to steal the bags, the money. We had to get there first to stop them. If they get their bags, they have to deposit them in certain areas and right. helicopters come to pick them up. So it's basically like capture stuff. Like, it's capture it's, stuff. Yeah. There's a variation on that. And it is fun, like starting out on one side of the map and everyone like piling into cop cars or jumping on the back of a motorbike that some other dude's driving yeah. and you're like riding up music blurring into battle that's kind of cool yeah um but a very different take. It's very. It's GTA more. Heist. It's more kind of what you expect from an online a multiplayer, multiplayer I mean, shooter, where it's like frantic. There is essentially like, like a level of narrative to each different map. So yeah. I mean, there's ones where you're robbing a bank, and uh, there's ones where you're you're collecting bags of guns. Yeah, there's been, the, yeah, the line was like stations. a drug bust. Like you have to like collect the money and. Stuff. Yeah, but essentially, it is no more than just 
get the loot and escape yeah. with the loot. It, and I mean, it, it is cool, even as I said, getting to play from both sides of that and the challenges, you know, that you face and the different tactics that are approached from trying to protect the loot. And, you know, then you have people guarding the uh, collection points, yeah. the evac zones. So it's cool coming at it from different sides. I wonder if, like, because obviously in Battlefield, your cast is kind of obviously a sensitive subject and how you distinguish those two teams usually in a military shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in, in this, you know, it's cops and criminals, cops and robbers. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if that affects the mentality of how you played because I played a couple of games, one as robbers, one as cops. And as cops, we were really like sticking together quite strongly and like seemed like there was a lot more teamwork going on. Right. The robbers were just scattering and obviously that's the nature of kind of the objects they have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I definitely feel like, felt like playing a cop there was more kind of So disorganized crime, I, I wonder guess. if you've done the badge, people are like, right, yeah. Of course, but when I was yeah. playing as a cop, I blasted him in the face. <laughs> yeah. I shot everyone. Which Even is, my own team. Which is everyone. every unit needs. If, you need the you wild need cards. You need a wild card, okay. exactly. A loose cannon. You need a wild card. And, <laughs> to and pull the team if together. I know, if I know anything about hiring for the police force, you need a wild card you need a tall man and you need mm. a man who can do impressions you need wow. a woman <laughs> don't you need an irishman as well you need an, and, yeah. they, and you need steve gutenberg yeah. and then that is that is your police force I watched, I watched police academy six recently at least some of which was that mission to moscow <laughs> no was it six it was uh not citizens on patrol the miami beach one. Oh, okay i saw um, mission to moscow in the cinema wow i was like eight. Oh my gosh what's what's the plot the one you watched why did you watch that oh well it was on um and i started to watch it i didn't watch it all um i because th- i thought um well, steven gutenberg is not in it so um i just because I, I remember loving the police academy films from when i was a kid so i thought i'll go back and watch these wasn't good never right. seen it really right you've okay. never seen a police no. academy film i know okay. i should because it's, it's on the list right. I just well haven't got around i don't know i think it was of its generation Right. Oh, okay. Well, I like a lot of the well, uh, Leslie Nielsen comedies and things like that, so it might be. Oh, you like comedies? You probably wouldn't like these. <laughs> um, pop quiz, hot shot. Yeah. Um, how many of the police academies do you think you can name? Because uh, we kind of skirt okay. around two then. Oh my god. So there are well, the first seven. One, yeah. Okay. Did they all have, all have subtitles? Because um, I thought it was just police academy, uh, police academy two. Well, well that would be easy. Okay. 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 Police okay, academy so, one okay, so to like, six. The first, first, it, first yeah. one. <laughs> Police Academy. Police Academy is correct, Alex. Thank you. I could have got that. I'm joining in. Uh, I've never... Police Academy. That was the first one. Yeah, got that one. Uh, Police Academy 2. (laughs) Police Academy 2. There's a little something. something. Is there? I don't know. Do you want to... A hint, like a teaser. You can maybe work it out. Because if... At the end of Police Academy, one assumes they graduate. Right. So what would happen next? After graduation. Police Academy. Post-graduation. Oh, I don't know. Just... um, Their first assignment... Oh, oh, I've never guessed okay, that. Okay, got one. Okay, three. See, I can't remember. Well, Anymore. Citizens on Patrol was four. Yep, so you've, you've got that one. Yeah. What was the Miami Beach one called? Was it just called, like, Operation Miami Beach? So close, so close. <laughs> what is it? Think of what? Assignment. Assignment. <laughs> right, there you go. There you and go. then one more, one more. What, six. Mission to Moscow? One more, six. Uh, this quiz has gone wrong. I don't know. City Under Siege. Right. There you go. I didn't prepare. So what was three? <laughs> three years back in training. Ah. There was so after crap. The first anyway, back in training after the first <laughs> assignment. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I think overall, um, I want to play more of Battlefield. Um, I'm more hooked on GTA right now. Yeah. But but that's because I'm a co-op player. And you're a methodical, and you want to play. And you really like, I think we all like playing with each other. 
Mm. Well, here's some of the issues that I've had uh, so far with playing GTA Online Heist. Uh, the only problems I'm well, having... You're a wild card. That's the first compared- problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit worried. Lack of shotguns, lack of face blasting. Where's Gav? Roy shot him in the face. <laughs> um, well, okay, so I was playing uh, this week with some friends. Unfortunately, uh, only two friends, so it means we need a third player. And that process of finding a, a third player who would either play, wouldn't leave, or was good uh, took about 20 minutes to right. find someone. Um, well, what was the interview process? <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> I sat them down and I said, how many walkers have you killed? How many people have you killed? Why did you kill them? You know, the standard questions to get them into the crew. Um, And it just took a little bit longer. And I mean, this is just one of the problems that you have because GTA Online Heist has this set narrative and you need a set number of people. Uh, The equivalent of that, the Battlefield Heist, because it's just this kind of chaotic game, there's no set narrative. So you can kind of do... Battlefield. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, so I was able to join a Battlefield game in seconds. Literally, it just got thrown right into the middle of it. It's because of that lack of narrative. So, I mean, there are pros on each side. I think, well, even even in, in Battlefield as well, you have a selection of classes that you can choose. Yeah. So you have, you know, the your close range, like shotgun class, and you have like a medic, you have your sniper, and then the assault rifle. So I think if you're playing with a big team, you can still have a level of, of planning and cooperation, and that's probably how you're going to win it as well if you yeah. have people who heal, people who are being stealth. Yeah, it's your kind of sides. battlefield mentality, I think. But that's it, yeah. there, there is no element of stealth going on there. Yeah, in the single player, that seems like a big part of but it. But as a cop, can you bust people in multiplayer? No. no. Right. So, if, like, if, <laughs> you I, try. I, if I was the cop and you were the bad guy, I'd flash my bad. Surrender. You just imagine, imagine you on the mics, Alex, running into the middle of a battlefield, and you're like, Freeze! "Everyone, get down!" And then just like, "Freeze!" <laughs> littered with bullets. Freeze, punk. Yeah, yeah. that's what you it. say if you're a cop. Yeah, I've seen it. Um. So yeah, it's two different experiences. Yeah. My personal favorite has to be GTA. Mm. You guys? I'm only doing one heist, but. I think Battlefield's got like a new kind of it's, not, it's really unfair to say it's a skin it's got a new brand new setting just yeah. like Call of Duty gets different settings I think Battlefield has got a new setting and it's called Heist a lot of fun Hotwire is a cool mode as well where it's capture the flag but basically with cars that you jack I yeah. saw that yeah that's yeah, really, yeah, that fun. That that's really, really cool. chaotic so it's just different and I think if you're into your first person shooters you're a fan of Hardline um, Battlefield I think it kind of invigorates it a bit yeah yeah again, it's nice to play again the, the notion of, of a heist is better realized in gta obviously yeah, yeah. absolutely well, there's you're, planning you're, involved right? yeah you're essentially like, comparing a game mode to a narrative narrative yeah segments yeah more sculpted thing exactly yeah, like, yeah. yeah yeah but speaking of battlefield obviously last week us three and gav who's not oh, here oh boy uh we went to experience battlefield hardline live which is a competition where you and your crew can take part in a live event somewhere in a secret London location to win £10,000. Now, we took part. We weren't allowed to win £10,000, although no. we were pretty amazing. I we say. were... Um, we could have won it, yeah. Shit hot yeah. is the technical term. Yeah. That's the, the guys came out and went, do you, do you guys um, rob banks for a living? I was like, no, mate, just, you know, just easy, isn't it? It's pretty good at it. Day in so the life. We're going to attempt to explain what it is but without giving away any spoilers, because it's taking place right now. Um, I believe, um, how do you actually get involved in Battlefield Hardline Live? I'm just looking that up right now. <laughs> I'll so talk you... about it while, while, so... while, while you're exactly. doing So basically what it is, you, we got taken to this kind of underground 
what would you call it? Lair? Lair base? Where there are some bad guys. Like that. And we had to do, <clears throat> well, essentially four things. We, we had to extract a hostage. Yep. We had to find a key card or a key code that opened a vault. And then in the vault, we had to... I'm, not, I'm being very generic about this. Yeah. So we're not giving Steal anything Steal some away. stuff. Steal some Steal stuff. Some stuff. And then the fourth part was anything extra we could grab was a bonus. Yeah. And we did everything. Yeah. In a pretty fast time. 27 minutes, I believe it was. Out of a possible, I think a total of 35 was the max yeah. Yeah. that we could have had. Which put us at the top of the leaderboard for yeah. the day of the, the press event. Yeah. So I think we did pretty good. And, and I think like the way we did it, like, you know, pretty stealthy. Like, so um, we didn't set off any alarms. So the, yeah. again, not going to go into details yeah. because people can compete this week. Um, so entry is open until midnight on Sunday, the 22nd of March. And you can still enter a team if you go to www.battlefield.com forward slash hardline forward slash live. And that also has a leaderboard of crews that have taken place so far. And yeah. I think... That's cool. Um, so basically it's like this um, put on by a theatre company that specialise in live interactive experiences. And the thing yeah. a couple of years ago, maybe last year called um, like The Getaway or something like that. The Heist, was The it? Heist, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so it was like this um, like hour long, hour and a half long experience that some people um, may have even gone to if they listen to this podcast. And they've kind of adapted that um, absorbed the world of Battlefield Hardline and created this like splintered narrative. So there's yeah. loads of different ways of doing it. And um, we spoke to some of the teams and Who they did had it a little very, differently. Very, yeah. And also like the story kind of went in very different ways yeah. and like stuff went down. But well, we goals. were the only team yeah. on the day that did not set off an alarm, which yep. I think is pretty good. And, you know, again, without wanting to go into details, it was because I... I think we I, can go into details of some of the misadventures that we had yeah. like while we were in there yeah so we went like in. breaking a door so, so, oh yeah so this is the first oh, this one is, so we, this is like we, stealthy mentality there is the greatest part of the whole thing so we get I mean we've all we're all geared up we've got our backpacks headsets we're all in stealth mode we're all dressed you say all in stealth mode like you I'm, and I I'm, I'm, I wore entirely you, black you're entirely black I'm mainly black um, Gav had a combat shirt on Alex had a red, red hoodie, hoodie on because it was you comic relief comic relief <laughs> glowing you were glowing in the dark so we, we get through the vent and we enter this room and uh, we're being all stealthy trying to coordinate plan where we're going to move throughout this facility the first hurdle literally the first hurdle is a is a door and uh, we tried to we tried to open it the wrong way we didn't know it was a well, slide yeah, door it didn't open outwards as a door or outwards or inwards as a door normally would so Gav was leading it and then rather than see if it slipped, he just, just pushed it. Yeah, he, he pushed the, it up from the bottom like it was on a hinge. So it could have very easily fallen off. It almost and did. Like, and I think he basically, because he was that much in a tactical um, Sam Fisher mindset, he opened it and like, was ushering us out like we were doing like a base jump, like a parachute yeah. jump. Like, go, go, go. It's like, this, mate, we're, this we're door slides open. We were making so much open. noise. Yeah, yeah, well, we didn't know that. Until, getting crushed yeah. and later. until later on when we went back to the room and um, the hostage just went, oh, oh, this door slides, mate. <laughs> Yeah. So we have given away a bit of a spoiler there. The door opens rather well, that's, than yeah, hopefully. Yeah. But that's I assume we were the only ones who prevent made that people mistake. from hurting their uh, heads. And then we kind of split at that point. So you and Gav went off uh, looking for the VIP. We all had radio mics as well so we can keep And me and Dan immediately got pinned down in the corners. A guard came and he would not leave. He was just doing circles around our vicinity. Uh, we he's like, having a yeah, he's having a chat on his mobile. No idea how we have reception down there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're in caves. Yeah. Uh, but he kept walking up and down. You and I were just like, 
Like, we'll, we'll never leave here. Yeah. So he wasn't moving at all. We're at like, one point, I was doing the, the cartoon thing where they're rotating around the pillar and I'm doing the same in the opposite direction. Yeah. It was it was. I have newfound respect. For, like, not that I didn't already, but for, like, Solid Snake. Yeah. Like, how does he know where people are? Well, that's it. We didn't have many maps with cones cones of vision. vision on, right? So really hard. It's, it, actually, it's worth pointing out, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, yeah. you can see our adventures. We've, yeah. we've got a, a video of us getting up to it. If yes. you're listening to the audio version, try and check out the video version. Yeah, so yeah, really if you up. only ever listen to the podcast through iTunes or whatever, go to IGN.com, find the podcast, or you I, can also find I, it on IGN. YouTube.com? Yeah. What's that? It's this thing that m- m- gives us money so we can do this. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think, you know, if any of our podcast listeners are getting involved, uh, because I think yeah. by this time next week, it will be pretty much finished. I would really encourage I'd love to people hear to do about it, because it was so much fun. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that kind of went... Well, I mean, you got captured. <laughs> yeah, but we can't talk about that. We can't talk oh, about actually, that? Oh, actually, no, you can. You'll see it on the video. But, yeah. But but I guess I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think what we were allowed to show in the video, yeah. and then assuming that that is stuff that we're allowed to talk yeah, but, about. But like, like, considering I was supposed to be a, like a mastermind <laughs> criminal, and then like one of the guards came around the corner, shone the torch in my face, and I just went... Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, I'm Alex. So oh, great. Think, He's like, action, what are you doing down here? I think my, I, I'm a new guard. <laughs> I think my actual words were, Hello, how are you? I think that's what I said. <laughs> Very convincing. And it's great. You styled it out like a seasoned, hardened criminal. It's great because cause from your GoPro, you you see him, and in the background, all you can see is us sneaking away yeah. into the, into yeah, the, 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 the room. Support, where we, guys. Hey. You yeah, could have coached him or something. You were actually told in the briefing. No do violence. Not, do not forget this is still this is a different reality. If you punch someone, you'll still be held accountable. Yeah. That's when I put my shotgun Rory. away. Yeah, exactly. You got your finger like, by out. the curb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. can we can we talk about the, the picture? I think it's probably better not. I you don't think. want to say about the picture? Uh, well the I, only thing I'd say is that I, I hope other teams that are competing. Don't make the same mistake. That I we hope they did. do. I really? would love it if people start taking the picture, and then he's Slightly. like, "Why is everyone taking the picture?" Okay, but you'll you'll just watch the video. You'll understand. It is hilarious. It's very sinister. It's actually yeah. That like that some strange things happen in Gav's mind, exactly. <laughs> like we didn't already know. Exactly. So yeah, that's Battlefield Live. Look, if you haven't signed up, you should. It's a lot of fun, <laughs> and uh, I walked away with uh, an anxiety. Uh, not in my yeah, stomach. Battlefield.com forward slash hardline forward slash live. So let's talk about some of the Probably. cool stuff that's happened this week. Yes. So Nintendo, Nintendo, fan. Nintendo has made two big announcements. Yeah. The first one is that they're going to start developing mobile games. Now, for me personally, this could go in two different ways. Hmm. This could be games that are made with Nintendo characters yep. um, that kind of have something to do with this the Nintendo universe. Or it could be Candy Crush with Nintendo skins. I don't think Nintendo will do that. You don't think so? No. Because I could imagine some sort of gimmicky, Tetris-esque game. I think if it's taking them that long to um, even think about bringing stuff to um, mobile, I don't think they would ever devalue their characters like that. Because I think part of this is like the Amiibo strategy. It's like licensing it in films and TV shows zelda netflix it's all to permeate like the kind of popular consciousness like a wider audience you yeah know, when we grew up people like weaned on nintendo power we watched super mario brothers cartoons yeah. you love nintendo stuff therefore when you came to buy a console you nagged your parents yeah. to get you a nintendo console kids today feel like that towards minecraft and other stuff yeah. therefore they never get to a stage where they need or want or nag 
yeah. their parents for a Nintendo console. I think this, I think they'll make original games that with new characters. I think they'll make new games with their existing characters that still are brilliantly designed Nintendo games. Because yeah. I think they've bought shows in the other place, DNA. Yeah. Um, they've said like for back-end expertise and like kind of more technical reasons like for support rather than those are the guys like who are going to be making like they're, they're Nintendo making the games. were the guys who invented they, they this know shit. How to make yeah. games yeah, yeah we're yeah, going to yeah. make these games and I don't you know some people in the office like on other teams are like oh can't wait to get um, like Mario Kart you will never I don't think you'll get a fully fledged Mario was, Kart on say. it or a Mario platformer because as soon as you do that you'll have to to compete in that space you'll have to offer it for like 4.99 or whatever yeah. Yeah. therefore no one will ever buy a 40 pound Mario yeah. Kart so I don't, you, I don't I think it'll be another, like a, a different version or it'll be something else something but do you think unique. that the, like some of the virtual console games will come to mobile like the thing that the example I always use is like Advance Wars one of my favourites uh, I imagine that on iPad that would be some, perfect there are some games that already like obviously you got immediately Zelda and Mario and stuff there's so many like Series that are perfect for it, like Pokemon would be brilliant. Pokemon is perfect yeah, with yeah, NFC. If you can play Pokemon, you have it with you all the time. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Pokemon definitely. Advance War is another one, like yeah. you said. Fire Emblem. Yeah. All those kind of strategy games, I think, work as good as, if not better, on touchscreen device. Yeah. yeah. You like, wouldn't want to play a Mario platformer on a no. on an iPad or whatever it yeah. might be. Just no. Yeah. No. No, um, I don't think so. And also, like that's like the the premium. That's like the Spider Man. Yeah. You're not going to give that away. You know, you're not going to put Mario. Yeah. And like ruin his reputation. Well, you say that, and then but, the Winter Olympics come along. And but yeah, but like I, <laughs> that's true. We're but, frolicking in the snow yeah. with a hedgehog. I like, and also, you say about like devaluing the games. Now, Square puts out a lot of its old back catalogue on iOS for like, premium prices, like ten, fifteen pounds. So that could be an option. I just wonder what the control. Maybe as maybe maybe they put out a controller that you can pair with it. Yeah. I just think they're all about user experience and you know, they're very much that Apple mentality. Yeah. You know, they've always had that Apple mentality of where hardware and software go perfectly hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. Um they're both designed by the same company, therefore it's a seamless experience. Suddenly their software is going to be on a multitude of platforms they yeah. have no say in the design of. Well, that's it. I that's scary for them. I don't think it's um, a one size fits all kind of thing. But also, yeah, I think also Awata said that he was, um, yeah. it will be used as a way of getting more people into their consoles rather than an alternative. Also, PC. Yeah. Oh, yeah, also, um, yeah. PC as well. Yeah, they yeah, said it's going like, to be cross platformed. Yeah, the, the other involved. announcement like by this company was to create like a unified, consolidated, that's me, same thing, um, kind of. Use like a store kind yeah. of user account that system. Works across everything. Yeah. yeah so it was quite vague in the announcement. So I'm really interested to yeah. see what exactly yeah. that's going to I, entail. I almost feel like that got overshadowed because of that and the thing we we're going to come on to. Yeah. Like, oh, they've gone mobile, but the unified exactly. system account is something that Nintendo like. It's bonkers they don't already have that like someone who's recently transferred the 3ds that was a nightmare to like sync up everything. Well, that's yeah. one thing. You just want one account where if you've bought Super Mario Bros. Three on. DS, yeah. they go. Actually, you can have that on your Wii U yeah. for like free, like yeah. cross-platform. Well, the lack of like a social network has like really let them down in the past. Because as soon yeah. as you know Xbox Live comes and the PlayStation yeah. Network, and then the Miiverse, yeah, Weverse. Not Still hard. Sure which one it was. It's not consistent that you know how it all kind of works. It really doesn't, and it just the the lacking the basic abilities to voice chat and things like mm. that, and it just yeah, it, it really put a a barrier up when I was trying to play Wii games. I remember playing uh, Super Smash Bros. on the Wii, for example. Mm. And uh, 
the only way you could communicate with other players was that you could write custom messages and then in game you could tap and it would save the custom message yeah which that's no yeah. good at all that's yeah. not going to do anything yeah it's um, true though there's still the only place that you can find nintendo voice chat is on ign every friday there you go you know, so that you know, was a nice. great segue. Uh, but <laughs> but also, also Splatoon, squad-based shooter will yeah. not have online that is crazy. voice chat. That is so you cannot crazy. coordinate with your teammates yeah. online. Yeah. What? Insane. It's going to be a bit of a nightmare. What's and the then other piece of news? The other thing that they announced is the NX, which they stated, well, they said they're not going to make any more announcements about it until next year. Yeah. So we do have a while to wait, but it should be their new-gen console. Yeah, they, what do they call it? A hardware concept. So, so, yeah, a yeah, so concept. a new Nintendo platform codenamed NX. And then this is what Reggie said. Um, I love Reggie. We view it as a marriage of the software with the hardware that together creates a compelling experience. What if it's like a. What if it's something that's designed to run more of the mobile offerings? Well, that's, that's what I wondered. Yeah. I wondered if it's not what we would term a traditional <coughs> console. Excuse me, console. Well, people were suggesting that the X is to symbolize the crossover. Yeah. So to have yeah. that utilized with different yeah. platforms and things like that. So, well, I, the, I don't know. This is something people have been... Rumored. As long as they don't call it the Wii 3 you, or something ridiculous like that. Because, or the new like, Wii. Because we, yeah. like, we know, like, you know, 3DS does really well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Nintendo also has great expertise in, like... Um, mobile gaming already you know portable gaming handheld devices Um, but they've kind of split their markets they've got everyone who loves this stuff everyone loves their Wii not everyone a lot of people who have the Wii U love it and that has kind of a tablet device it's like you almost wish like they were already in that position where the gamepad is basically replaces your 3ds yeah. 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 so you can yeah. go away and yeah maybe on the move you can't play Zelda yeah. but you can still play really great advanced games yeah on that tablet that you put in your backpack and you get home it docks and that becomes an integral part of your system yeah. that's definitely that something really cool. um xbox and ps4 don't have yeah that would be really cool i think yeah. it's almost like you know x crossing you know crossing the gap between yeah, because, mobile uh, and console well the vita you can stream your games right you can like um cross play yeah uh, my mind's cross play <clears throat> No, crossplay is thingy. Yeah. Remote play. Remote, Remote play. play. Remote yeah. play. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So, I mean, utilizing that with the 3DS, I think there's definitely something that could be done there. Yeah. I just don't know how. That's not my job. Well, you can, so. like, get involved with your 3DS <laughs> and with Smash and various yeah. things. But it's just it's not... It's cool that you can use it as a controller. I think it's all the stuff like that's that, kind but... of been developed and R&D at slightly different times. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. not all at the same stage where it can all, like, just get involved with each other yeah. like yeah. kind of works but it's not seamless and yeah yeah but well, as we were saying i think the the whole meaning behind the announcement of the nx was just to assure people that they are still making hardware because i mean when you're saying with this announcement it was very focused on uh mobile games and you know cross-platforming and all mm. these different directions mm. but then this was just to say but we are still we have our own hardware yeah. our own game system yeah. it, it's, it's an odd thing to do though because I well, thought so as well. Because they're not going to talk, well, apparently they're not going to talk more about it at E3. Yeah. Which, you know, why would you? Because you've still got these games that are coming out, like New Zelda on Wii U and all that That's it, stuff. yeah. Zelda for Wii U hasn't like, even uh, been released yet. At what point are, are, you, are people then going to go, mm, actually, I'm not going to buy a Wii U because you're already planning the next one. I'm going to wait. It may until... well be two, three years off. Yeah. But still. Yeah, I think when, you know, I think people, you know, say, oh, this is replaced. It's also, it's going to just be like a widening of their business. Yeah. Like, 
you know, yeah. the, like the media stuff, I think is really important. But it's a lot of these things that we won't, you, they won't, we won't see the benefits. They won't see the benefits of until a few years yeah. down the line when the next generation of kids grow up and yeah. it becomes their turn to make the decision on what to yeah. buy. You know, yeah. I'm not sure they should have said anything just yet, though. No, I would have waited because a little longer. Come out with more of. A, yeah, a, a, well, that was the problem with the Wii. Yeah. Uh, sorry, the Wii U, is that it was a bit like, well, what is it? I feel um, like they could have made the mobile announcement and then hold off on the other thing. Yeah, because like, the mobile, mobile announcement is huge news. Landmark. And then just throwing in after, oh yeah, we're working on another console, which obviously they are working on another console. But it, well, this is it. I mean, as soon as a console is released, you already have people who oh, are, yeah. are working before, on yeah, the next one. PlayStation Five is being worked on right now. Exactly. <gasps> but it's just uh, wait, confirmed. what? Why did I get the four then? Yeah. yeah, you <laughs> but, should, yeah. Also, I think like consoles more than any other consumer electronic are brilliant. Yeah. It lasts yeah. for like six, seven years. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We, 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 we might be less than that. You, but know, still, you know my opinion on the Apple Watch, which will last yeah. a, an entire year at best. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the different thing because a watch is a piece of technology that's got to a point where you can own a watch for a lifetime. Yeah. But introducing um, like um, a smartwatch like changes how you perceive that as yeah. an object, yeah. and how often and frequently you replace it. Yeah, um, that's quite scary. Are either of you guys gonna get a nope. gonna get an Apple Watch? No, I think it's weird because like I would really like one, maybe like in a couple of years when it's a bit more refined. Yeah, um, but, the, but at the same time. I don't mind getting a new iPhone like, every two years because or, um, EE help out with that. Like it's subsidized. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I pay quite a bit for my contract, not yeah. an obscene amount because I've been with them for ages. Yeah. But that kind of makes it easy to get the new one. Whereas a watch, nobody's going to help me out with that. And yeah. I'll be like, oh, lost quite a couple hundred quid on that. Yeah. And yeah, it's been quite useful. But I feel yeah. like there'd be a lot of. I don't, I just, yeah, I just don't see how the, it could be worth the money that you spend on it. Like, what could it possibly do? It'd be interesting to Or make like, your life better. And I also well, think, I think, I think, the the think people said that about iPads before yeah. they came out. Like, people were very cynical. Well, I still I don't, don't need see that. the use of iPads. I just oh, don't. The, the iPad is, has completely replaced probably my laptop, for example, for watching TV shows. That is the, my main form of entertainment on my That's commute. so weird. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, but, commutes and things like but that. But yeah, I don't know how the watch will fit into that. Because if I listen to watch music, it on your watch, but it's but I think I think yeah, it's weird because I think an iPad is a way. It, it, loads of stuff is built up to make iPads even more useful for a variety of different people for different reasons. Yeah. Netflix and streaming TV make it really cool for some people. Yeah, yeah. And um, digital comics make it a must-have device for yeah. other people. And um, work stuff make it, you know for professionals. Whereas the watch, I think, is more kind of. It's almost like an accessibility thing and an accessory that mm. makes other things work. It's almost like a remote control in some ways. Okay. It's like very expensive. expensive. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it is. Yeah. But in a couple of years' time, it might have uses that make it like, for instance, home automation. Yeah. Suddenly, if that's a you know, in ten years' time, home automation is like standard. Yeah. Having that on your wrist might be like an essential, like a but really you've still useful got thing. Still got to pair it with your phone. Mm. Oh, I'm talking maybe like that, right. or you okay. get into your house and it connects directly to your home right. router right. or whatever. But like you know, there might be other things that come along that make it more attractive than yeah. it is right now. Yeah. Because when the iPhone launched, it had no apps, had nothing. You know, loads of stuff might come along that make it more value. But yeah. I agree with you. The kind of the model of it's not going to be subsidised yeah. by a contract or yeah. a, a provider, and then yeah, unless unless the way obviously you know with phones these days. 
you'll buy into a contract and you'll get an iPad for free or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, it may be it. like that kind yeah. of deal. Replace the iPad in that respect. Yeah. But anyway, the new Nintendo's new console is going to be a watch. I think that's basically Ooh. what we've decided. Yeah, the, that's uh, what that would be. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. the X looks like hands. On a really confusing <laughs> watch. <Yes. laughs> a multi-dimensional um, watch. Uh, I've got some uh, other exciting news. Titanfall 2 is coming. We've Obviously, <clears throat> we've been kind of rumoured for a while, but um, Respawn has confirmed it, and at last it's going to be multi-format. Who did they um, conf- confirm that to, Alex? IGN's Luke Kamali. Okay. The Prince. <laughs> the Paxman. Prince. The Prince of News. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, do you do you realise I'm the Prince of News? <laughs> so you have to give me an exclusive scoop. Yeah. I can imagine him showing up to that in, with a little crown. Little, vi- little Vince. Being carried. Yeah, <laughs> yeah carried in. <laughs> the Dauphin. What am I then? Am I the pauper of news? Pauper? Did I say that right? Pauper? Pauper? you from Boston. Hey, Am I the pauper? Pauper news? Anyway. So, I think... Well, I, I've, I've got mixed feelings Popper. on this because uh, I really enjoyed Titanfall. Yeah. But um, there was just no longevity to that game. Yeah. Like, people bought it, played it, and then moved on very, very yeah. quickly. And I think that's something um, we get a little bit of a kicking for in the comments. Yeah. Obviously, get kicking for everything sometimes. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people reviewed Titanfall really um, highly and spoke well of it from preview events. I wrote a really long preview where we had the best time. We played it for a day. It's a lot it of fun. So much yeah, fun. Yeah. fun but then you can't foresee how a game kind of goes. Well, yeah, three months later, six months Same later. Same as like when Minecraft like. came out. No way could you have predicted and where I, that would have gone. So I think the opposite of that is something like Destiny, which didn't review very well, but since all of its kind oh, yeah. of DLC that's come out, it's actually become a way, way better experience. Yeah, there's more, yeah, there's more factors than are immediately yeah. apparent. Yeah, yeah it's and funny that, that Titanfall didn't retain that same kind of attention that, that Destiny has. Because, I mean, both were... Well, I wouldn't say equally uh, big titles, but I mean, Titanfall oh, was, was like from. Pretty I know, huge. like Respawn were first time developer, but basically, it's Infinity Ward. That's how people yeah, perceive yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was marketed money, with that as well. Loads of money, but then one of the factors is single platform. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the the thing that I always kind of remember reading or hearing about is that you know people waiting for ages in lobbies. I even remember like playing it, and you know, I was it, you had really high-level ranked players, like crazily high-level, and people like me that dipped in, yeah. in and out. There was nothing in between. That's the worst. Because you either got hardcore people that stuck with it because they'd already invested so many hours into it, and then that was off-putting for people. So even, even if you were trying to do, like, matched uh, games, just... Was this... Enough, how long ago enough, after enough release was this? I think, not even that long. Because um, like, I interviewed um, the Respawn guys at E3 last year with Alfredo. Yeah. Um, and he's a huge Titanfall player yeah competitive team um, but the biggest problem that he had with it is that you know in terms of competitive gaming there was zero support from Respawn um, all the little things that could have made that uh, you know pick up and you know in the same way that Call of Duty is a huge competitive sport yeah, yeah. there just wasn't that level of support and that's there. like a really like um, fragile stage in its development yeah you know where it could make a big impact yeah and so that's and I, I do wonder whether that's going to kind of impact um, opinion on Titanfall 2 obviously we know nothing about it whatsoever uh, I assume uh, it'll uh, be almost could it so interesting <laughs> to see whether um, you know having the wider release coming to PlayStation 4 obviously 22 million consoles yep. to date yep. let alone what it'll be at when um, Titanfall 2 does come out we don't really know when that is you know that could you know go two ways all those people might go god I really want to play it first time around and suddenly it has this new big 
enthused community. Yeah. Or it's be like, hmm, well, I've had you're, my, you're a bit late. I've had my fingers burnt already. Yeah. yeah. I think it'll be bigger. I think, let alone just being on two multi-platforms, I think that'll double its audience. Yeah. And then, as you said, it even though maybe the online dropped off a bit, it still does have quite good connotations of the game. Like, people yeah. did enjoy it. So I think a second one, people are already like, yeah, I played the first one. Yeah. Uh, now I can get it on my Xbox, for example. Oh, wait, no. PlayStation, for mm, example. Yeah. Uh, so I think it'll be I wonder if they'll re-examine what they did with like the story mode. Like, whether they'll go, maybe to sustain this world, we do need to flash it out a bit more. Yeah. And a really good way of doing that is kind of a, a narrative. Yeah. Even if it's co-op and they don't well, abandon again, the kind of yeah. multiplayer to, mentality. To a we would definitely put an example of that. Yeah. No know, story. It, 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 well, Destiny. Yeah, there is a story. It's just really hard to understand. Oh. <laughs> um, but at least you, you play feel together. like you're going in a direction. And you yeah. play with your mates. Yeah, um, because like the I can't. What did they call the multiplayer campaign? They gave it a funny name. Anyway, it, it was a real Something kind of like, like dynamic, like bullshit, like marketing phrase. I can't remember. Anyway, um, it really was basically a bunch of multiplayer match pulled together. That was it. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. So it didn't really work in that respect. And, uh, you know, maybe it doesn't need to work in that respect. But no, I think true. at least either do it that, don't go the half-assed method. I, yeah, I'd rather yeah. have something that was a little bit kind of more narratively driven. Well, as you said, it's Infinity Ward. It's a big studio. So there should be more it's than enough people respawn. to... Oh, it's Respawn? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> well, then they're, well, then they're screwed. <laughs> the people who left Infinity Ward. All right. Right. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. There yeah. you go. That's that's Rory's mistake for this week. Yeah, that's what the energy. Whoa, my God. <laughs> Hopefully, just well, the then I've got right. a couple. I'm just going to be banking for next week and the week after that. Okay. And Pressure's on. Pressure's exactly. on. And then, yeah, final you, bit. You spoke about it earlier, but Brighton. Uh, you went down to Brighton. Went down to Brighton. Um, went down to Brighton with Rich for um, this week of iGem First. So this uh, month on iGem First, you don't know what iGem First is. It's basically we bring you a month's worth of exclusive on a game that Sweet we're really games. excited about. Um, for March, we did something a little bit different. We did a week. So far, we've done a week on a different indie game. So yep. the first week we did um, Ollie Moss's. Um, the game is on the art file called Firewatch. We've got 17 Which minutes looks footage that's gorgeous. Yeah. Next week we did um, the space of like kind of disaster game Adrift. Yeah. And this week we're doing Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, which was a PS4 exclusive, started life as a PC game. It's made by a small studio called The Chinese Room, which are based in um, Brighton. Why are they called The Chinese Room? I think Chinese Room, I think it's like a thought experiment. Uh. Um I think it's got something to do with like Schrodinger's cat and like okay. what's inside the box you don't know until you open it. But right. then it's so, like indeterminate. Blah, 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 I stuff. really want to look it up right um, now. So, yeah. Um, so they started off way back when um, two of them, a guy called Dan Pinchback, who did a PhD and was a professor in game studies. Uh, and his wife, Jessica Curry, who is a composer for film TV. Right. And they worked on this narrative called Dear Esther. This guy worked up this mod of a game into the award-winning Dear Esther. Yeah. And then they worked on the sequel to Amnesia, um, Machine for Pigs. And now this is kind of their first proper game because yeah. those two were kind of... I think they regard them as one as an experiment. And the second one is kind of, they were basically a mod team of Amnesia. Yeah. yeah. And this one is their first proper game. They're working with Sony Santa Monica. Yeah. And it's going to just come to PlayStation 4. That's what we know at the minute. And it's like a really interesting game. We've got 
um, 30 minutes of footage on the site. A ton of stuff on the I site. I did like a big preview and we've got something yeah. else going live um, today when the podcast goes live yeah. as well on the music. So it's, I don't know how to pitch it to you. Well, so I'll just give you a brief... So actually, <laughs> well, it, it's there's kind a bit of, of feedback. It's, it's the piece of feedback. It says, "When will we get a Midsummer Murders style uh, GTA style guy?" And I've only seen the footage, but forget the GTA bit. But it felt like Midsummer Murders. Did you actually hear what I said really? the other day? I think we were watching the footage. I don't think you were there. I actually said, "Oh." Can finally make that Midsummer Murders game. But there you go. And that is really glib. It's well, not like Midsummer Murders. <laughs> Eugene but, Johnson says the same thing, but but just the environment itself. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You start off, it's on a very specific day in, in 1984 in the summer, and you start outside um, <clears> a small, quaint British village, a fictional village called Yorton, set in Shropshire. And it's beautiful. It's an idyllic world, but this is a post apocalyptic game. The world has come to an end and you're kind of the last man, last woman. And you're walking through the village and it's literally like everyone's just disappeared. So you find... There's no wreckage or anything like that. that. There's just like parked cars with doors open. There's um, bags on the floor, a bicycle. And you start to explore. And, you know, there are radios you can listen to and transmissions. And you just kind of want to work out what's happened to all these people. And then you start seeing things in the environment. Now, there's like there's like bits of blood here and there just like little spots Uh-oh. and then you realize that maybe people have had nosebleeds i think right. and then you find a sofa and beside the sofa there's a toilet roll and on the floor there's more blood and you think oh, somebody had a nosebleed and then Flags. and then what happens when you're in certain locations is there's this kind of light that zips around the village yeah. and it kind of manifests into the shapes of people who begin to reenact their last moments on earth you think yeah. so there's a woman in a house and she's talking to a man and he's like where are the kids and she's like oh David took them upstairs a couple hours ago they started bleeding and he's like how are they now and she's like oh they didn't scary they didn't come back down and you walk upstairs and you go into the bedroom and you go god what am I going to find and of course like everyone else they've disappeared yeah. yeah and the room's just like really like it's got a really kind of musty air to it yeah. and there's a drawing on the side done in crayon that says like mummy and daddy and it's like really harrowing and bleak quite sinister and it's also like made more so by the fact that you know not everything's on fire there's not explosive barrels it's because you're in like an everyday house like with everyday objects you know it's like a crappy little kitchen or is a is a is a three-piece sofa that has a bum do, groove in you, it. You like your three-piece sofa and your, and your folding chairs. <laughs> your folding, folding oh, tables, sorry. Folding tables. There's a bit where you go up, because right at the beginning you go into the bus shelter and there's two persons. One that's saying there's a amateur production of Peter Pan. Yeah. And there's another one that says there's an emergency meeting that night in the school. Yeah. Eventually, if you want, you can get to the school, go inside, and you realise there's all these tables and chairs laid out. Mm. And they're like foldable tables that you have at schools and stackable yeah. chairs, like stuff you don't really see in video games. Yeah. And it's almost like near photorealistic. Yeah. And then you start, obviously you hear these bits where the spirits come back to life, if they are spirits. And you, But a lot of the story you kind of glean from just the way stuff's arranged. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a bit in the town meeting and there's only there's five, six chairs, yeah. one facing five. Yeah. And you're like, well, this is a town meeting. Why are there not more chairs? Yeah. Why are they arranged like that? Is it one person addressing five or is it an interrogation? Yeah. And you start like... Even though you're just walking around, some of the comments are like, oh, what do you actually do? Yeah. It's like, even though I'm just walking around, I found it actually quite demanding because yeah. I'm like 
trying to basically be a detective, working yeah. out how the world came to an end. That's, that's really yeah, there's, interesting. There's such a risk yeah. and reward yeah. with those kind of games where it's like maybe the pacing is a little bit slower mm. and there's not an immediate gratification. Mm. Uh, but if it's done well, and what it sounds like, yeah. I'm just I interested about like, you I played like 20 it. minutes, so... Yeah. And you can't like run and stuff, but the environment's beautiful enough that it's a pleasure to walk well, this through is it. it. If it's done and right, then, you know... But it's like really weird because I think it like... Because small team and the team are really on board with the story it's not mm-hmm. like they've been like make a load of houses yeah the the artists know who lives in each house yeah. and they dress it accordingly so there's like an old farmhouse off the st- street and you're like oh it's probably a farmer you go inside and you realize it's maybe like the wealthiest couple in the town because yeah. inside it's got really like chic uh, 1980s furniture yeah. you're like this is weird yeah who lives here yeah. and then yeah. you hear all these things because obviously rapture is a big word it's like yeah. a it's got proper religious connotations and other connotations and you don't know whether something religious has happened or whether something scientific has happened because there's talk about an experiment you can hear oh, this sounds you can awesome. hear a message that someone this. says like if you can get to the observatory and turn off the optical array right and these these the, and these like kind like of um, lights that go around the village they kind of look angelic when they make people like the shape of people because mm-hmm. they're like glow, gold and they're glowing yeah. and shimmering. But they also kind of look like atoms or electrons like dancing together. So you're like, is this something supernatural or is this something scientific? And right. then you'll find the vicar and the doctor arguing in the village like, is this a man of faith, a man of science? Right. And you're like, what the hell has happened yeah. here? And then I just, that's when my kind of demo ended. Right. And I was like, this is pretty brave stuff so it left, pretty, left you wanting more yeah and I think it's really kind of you know I spoke to the people for quite a while while I was there I was there all day and you know they really are trying to like make story and character into mechanics so they're is... interested like working out what's going on like yeah. you would in a novel they want to make that into a satisfying game experience rather than story washing over you yeah. and then now it's time to shoot stuff or like avoid stuff it's like this story's on you yeah. If you want to know the story, you have to actively piece it together. Okay. And not kind of like by reading loads and yeah, loads yeah. of like menu items you've picked up, like some games mm-hmm. slap on the story after yeah. the fact. It's literally just all there for you to like see and watch and find. That sounds cool. So That's do, cool. Yeah. in the game, do you play the cop or the robber? Like which um, one is you it? You can shoot the vicar and the doctor <laughs> okay, in the face. Okay, yeah. just, yeah. just um, clarifying. Um, but there is like an overarching story like throughout the whole I, thing I guess so like they're being intentionally coy about yeah. the rest of it because I, th- I you know I think it is they say it's an apocalypse about the people rather than what created the apocalypse but I think that is I'd love it if there I was I think that like, is a yeah, mystery eventually leading yeah, to something yeah and I think these people maybe they've brought about the rapture oh, uh, there's so something cool. that's one of the things that's um, pulling you through this world yeah is yeah. that um yeah, sorry, I've really gone on about it. But it's I think right. it's, like, really interesting <coughs> game. Well, the thing is, we've got a ton of stuff on site, so like, yeah, if you want to read under, more... Yeah, if nothing mm-hmm. else, watch that video. Definitely like, check it out on site It looks right beautiful. Now. So those are the good things that have happened this week. Something yes. not quite so good, and I'm disappointed, is the trailer for Pixels, which is the new Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. You guys seen it? I have. I yeah. have. I have watched So the um, premise that. is, we send a probe up into space. Yeah. 
with some of the kind of most iconic things that we've worked on, i.e. Space Invaders. Which are incidentally all video games. And yeah, do, yeah, we, yeah. Do, you want, do you want to send in the, say- this Michelangelo stuff? <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, just like, I don't know, an arcade version of Pac-Man or whatever. Anyway, aliens <laughs> interpret it the wrong way and then space, send Space Invaders down to attack it's quite I don't sad. understand the logic, though. Like, why have... Why is Donkey Kong there? Yeah. But like, what if they take that as a message of war? Why would imitate? Would they replicate? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel quite bad because me and Luke had the same kind of reaction when we were watching the trailer. Is that, uh, you know, linked to video games? We're like, okay, the visual effects are amazing, mm. and I can really appreciate them from that standpoint. Uh, but I felt kind of bad as soon as Adam Sandler appeared on the screen. We both went. Oh yeah! Oh no! And he it just used completely to be all right at one point, right? Happy Gilmore. He was fantastic film. His early movies, but also he was he was once on the cusp of like leaving all this behind, like becoming a proper actor. Like he did Punch Drunk Love with right. Anderson, yeah, like proper movie with a proper proper director, yeah. And he was like really critically acclaimed for it, and then he just got pulled yep. back into the crap, into grown ups, into the mire, yeah. yeah. And I think that Ooh. I think that's exactly I, I actually like the idea of it. I think it could be quite fun. Yeah, oh yeah. But the yeah, way yeah. it's executed is just so cheesy and terrible and, and, and like some of the lines he comes out with, it's like, <laughs> oh my god, if this is the best of the film that's in the trailer, I'm oot. That's what you're doing Dragon's Den. Yeah. Oot. That was a quite um weird. You, it says Pac-Man, there's Donkey Kong, there's yep. Centipede. Space Invaders. Cuba's not in there, is he? Uh, I didn't see him. Oh, I Apparently so. Missile Command. Do you know if you put your finger in your ear and scratch, it sounds like Pac-Man? Does it? You put it in and move it up and down. Like that. Oh my god! <laughs> That's crazy! Um, everyone's just doing that now. What? So we'll just give everyone Guys, a minute. Guys, do this. Everyone listening to the podcast, put your wow. finger in your He's so easy to please. <laughs> this what, is my entertainment now for um, two weeks. I'm going to get home from work, close the door, and do, do this. Uh, that's Rory gone. Skype my mum. You're never going to guess what happened. Is that what you mean? Put your finger in your ear. Oh, why am I? Yeah, talking to my Skype's <laughs> yeah. a bit different in Ireland, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Turn, turn your radio Hello. to two, mum. Turn it to two. Um, how m- like, who's this appealing to? Pac-Man, Space Invaders, well, Centipede. Well, uh, not that they're not great, important games, but... But, like, but that's it. it from the way it's pitched it feels like it's going to be a kids movie but i'm pretty sure that no kids will have any idea who well, that's it it's all retro games gaming icons are. predating yeah. all of their yeah. births i don't know but like i don't know if it's based on there is a short film that's about something similar like a giant sized pac-man going around i think it was manhattan or something like yeah. that yeah uh so i don't know if that is a direct influence of this or it was whatever. it's based on the the short film yeah i think this is what you're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. yeah it's been adapted into this but that, the short film was great yeah. And I kind of wanted that. But then... But it's, I don't like but, that bit where she goes, gentlemen, these are your ghosts. Oh, man. No, the oh, mini bloody just, Coopers. Yeah, I don't really understand that. I don't know... Oh, how... What? What does yeah. that even mean? If all our tanks ain't doing crap, what, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Science. And the fact that, they've like, got some science like, on top to make got, it like, work. They've got, like, Binky as the kind of, like, number plates and oh, stuff Jesus. like that. Do you know the name of all the Pac-Man ghosts? Binky Rinky. Is this going to be another quiz? No, yeah. I don't They've got like 10 different names depending on different versions and stuff. Really? Yeah. Is that another pop quiz? Yeah. Oh. What was um, Pac-Man originally called in America as an arcade cabinet? Puck-Man. Yeah. And why did they change it? Because it was too easy to deface the machine. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, Scott Pilgrim. Paku Paku, man. Helping me out there. 
There you go. Back anyway, back up, back up. I'm going to do the ear thing again. <laughs> if, this is crazy. If you're listening or watching this podcast, can you do two at once? Because this is going to, I don't know if I can do two at once, actually. This might be a little bit too much. Holy crap. Yeah, that's that's the reaction when um, Pac-Man's inside you. That's right. Wow, there you go. <laughs> anyway, if you are listening or watching this podcast and you actually think that Pixels looks kind of good, then please let us Prove know Prove us why. wrong. Yeah. Uh, IGN underscore UK feedback <laughs> at IGN.com. <laughs> we did feedback. Oh, Rory, God. you're up first. Well, look, if you, you guys... Take, take, I, take, I take said this before. Your ear for a second. You guys have made a huge mistake because you've given me four emails... And I can't make it through one without mispronouncing if you put your every and do, other word. If you put your finger somewhere else and do that, Martian, it makes the no- noise of another popular video game character. Go. Liam Crossy. Liam. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> don't even. <coughs> Duck Hunt, he Duck says. Hunt. Hey guys, love the show. If I had a, if if I had to choose three movies to watch as a marathon, I would watch Pulp Fiction, Fargo, and The Social Network back to back. Yeah. So this is in response to something well, we, we talked about last because week because they're showing Nolan's <clears throat> trilogy. I think at IMAX or something like that. Mm. Um, and I thought the kind of th- three films had to be related. Yeah. Well, this just seems like three films that uh, three films Liam enjoys. Maybe we, we weren't specific enough. No. no. Well, I mean, do they have to be related, or can you just choose? Because because Gav was saying like he wants one Indiana Jones, one Star Wars, one. No, but then we were. But we said we were talking about trilogies. Theme, oh, right? trilogies. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know they're doing um, several places doing screenings of all the uh, Marvel movies to date, and then ending in the Avengers. Oh my god! Screw How that. many hours is that? Imagine just do it at home if you, if you want to do that. I think do it at home. What's the very first Marvel movie? Iron Man. Was it the first Iron Man? That's the first oh. Marvel Studios. Oh yeah. And you get to Iron Man two. Incredible Hulk's up next. Oh no! I forgot about Iron the Hulk. Hulk. Is it? Yeah, it's kind of that. Which yeah, which so. Hulk was that? Norton. Was that was That's that under, that was is it right? Okay, yeah. I never realised. They've that. kind of retconned it, but right. How many hours would that he, be? I thought he was think? great in uh, Birdman. Twenty old hours. I think he's oh great God. in Birdman because from everything I've read and heard, it's that's exactly how he that's is. how he is. Yeah. Like that. I, I think that, I think that casting was intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought I know we're going off on the tangent a little bit. Sorry, uh, Liam. I thought Keaton was brilliant in Birdman. I thought Norton was brilliant in Birdman. Overall, I thought it was a good film. I didn't think it was great. No. Oh, I really liked it. I thought it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But it was those two performances that shined. Yeah, he's great yeah. in it, isn't he? He's brilliant in it. It's a really anti-superhero movie as yeah. well. Like, I love the fact when they're recasting that role, and he goes, get me this person. No, um, Fastbender. No, he's yeah. in a new X-Men yeah. movie. Get me Renner. Yeah. They put him in a cape too? Is it an Avenger? Yeah. Crap. Yeah. And then they get the Hulk. Yeah. You're an Avenger, Dan? The guy, who, the guy who spat him out. I am an Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's just, uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson said she would. So. Uh, I do agree with The Social Network. She did. That is one of my favorite she films. No, she's fantastic. Man. Uh, so next up, Thomas Meadows. I think my ideal three film marathon would be Caddyshack, Groundhog Day and Blues Brothers. Groundhog <coughs> Day, I personally think, is an utterly perfect comedy. I Love think. I think many people agree with you there. Bill Mur- with Bill Murray at the height of his powers and directed by the late, great Harold Ramis. I like the fact that he's at the height of his powers. Ah, he's in the main. like shooting comedy Such out of his fingers. Such a good film. Also, po- a also film. like a poignant comedy, like touching comedy, smart comedy. Like, mm. it's really good. I really comedy. wanted to, after watching that film, uh, set my alarm in the morning as that song, I Got You, Babe. 
Yeah. So it's like every morning when you wake up, you'd be like, I got you, babe. Dun, dun. And you'd be like, is this again? Is this happening again? Quite quickly. I assume yeah. we did. <laughs> probably. I assume, on day two. I assume, <laughs> we didn't, I assume we didn't do it because I didn't like see all the negative comments or praise for it. But when it was Groundhog Day yeah. um, anniversary recently, we did toy around the idea of running every single piece of IGN content from like the day before. News, yeah. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. <laughs> And then I think I mean, so it would have been, awful, point, it like, been... Oh, it's quite a lot of work in it. Yeah. <laughs> but also, also, the website would run for that day. There would be a lot of people who didn't get the joke. Yeah. It's a lot of work for a very lame IGN, slow news day for IGN. One yeah. guy, slow for news one guy day. who gets anyway, the joke. Um, also, I imagine this relates to something um, you talked about last week, or otherwise, Thomas has gone totally off piece. Yes. He says, Also, anyone who puts ketchup in the fridge is some sort of status. Where do you keep your ketchup? What? I have one in the fridge and one in the cupboard. That's one in reserve. I really, That's I really, the weirdest I, in the world. I really love ketchup. So, is one like an emergency ketchup? Where do you ketchup? serve your ketchup from then? If Bottle. You've... Brilliant. <laughs> you hate me right now. I'm going to punch you so hard in the face. <laughs> so, so you use the, you use the fridge one um, though, right? So, it, when I grew up, we used, it used to be cupboard. Yeah. And then later in life, I experimented, as you do when you're at university, you experiment. The people experiment. said to me in Freshers Week, you're going to experiment with stuff at university. Like, oh I'll, put, you know, I'll put the ketchup in the fridge. Yeah. And, you know, it's good. It's good to have cold ketchup sometimes on hot things. It is. So, what, so this is you. I, 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 I completely disagree. So are we talking so about what we think from like a sanitary, like hygienic sense? Because it doesn't matter, does it? What does it say on well, the bottle? It, it says keep refrigerated. Yeah. But... What more proof do you need? That's so black and white. But tables, ketchup is telling you. In restaurants, it's not. Jeez Louise. I'm, just, I'm excitable. Um, I shouldn't have had that But everything ball. has. In, in this day and age, everything is like, keep refrigerated, eat within three days of consuming, which is utter horse crap. It depends. I, but the thing is also, I think it's almost two forms because sometimes cool ketchup is like, ooh. I like it, yeah. yeah it's like having cold milk with, your, with your cereal. Is only edible with warm ketchup or uh, room, temperature. room temperature ketchup. Not, I don't wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boiling ketchup. Should you think you should be able to put the tip of your finger in it, and there's no. I do put, put your elbow. Tendency, you dip your elbow finger. in yeah. it and test it. Red nose day. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Kyle writes in saying, "Hey guys, just a quick email regarding the question you asked last week about how we would like to see us." how you would like to see us critiquing and reviewing new TV shows that all oh, yes. released at the same time. So he has a suggestion. I suggested blindfolded. He's got a different For, suggestion. Okay, probably better. He says, how about like a goggle, gog- I can't even speak, goggle, <laughs> goggle box-like style. Gobble so box. with you and Gav in your pants, sat there in the, the flat that you obviously share. Yep. Uh, I did think it's like, hilarious. It's like I remember having bad, badly. I actually did think about this and then I read the... Um, email and I thought oh, that is a good idea I spoke to Gav about it I actually would love that if we could come in on Friday um, the 10th of April at 8am and watch every single episode of Daredevil back yeah. to back but the only problem is be so we can't fun. use footage of Daredevil right. because you have to subscribe yeah, to yeah, Netflix yeah, yeah. and we obviously friends with Netflix they gave us the trailer exclusively for a bit I think we massively pee them off if we um, use clips. Because I think yeah. Gogglebox kind of works because you've seen what they're reacting yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, say at the end of Daredevil, there's a big twist of reveal. You kind of want to do a little insert of that. And then the, you the, can't just then, do the reactions. The shot, yeah, so yeah. it is tricky. I would actually love to do that. I was like, going to say Gav's money shot, but nobody wants to see that. Poor, all in the beard. <laughs> all in the beard. Um, matted. Like, like, a, like a sexy X-rated twit. <laughs> nice. That's lovely. Move on quickly. Uh, I'm a little afraid to move on because I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. His second name? Win. Win? 
Oh, okay. That wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Whiny, it looks like. Oh Dylan this? Whiny. Amazing. Boom, mother duckers. No nice. hate mail here. I actually wrote... Uh, oh, no. I actually wholeheartedly agree that the movie Watchmen ending was better than the comic. Yeah. Okay, so this is what Gav was talking about last week. Yeah. Far more in keeping with the Cold War theme of the era. Yeah. So I finished watching Watchmen... Watching the Watchmen. Who watching the Watchmen. the Watchmen on your watch, watch on your Apple Watch. You no. watch the Watchmen on your watch. No, on my iPad. That's oh, okay. what I use it for. Uh, man, that film is long. Oh. Well, you watch um, the director's cut as well. Yeah, I know. Which I, I didn't I'm realize. I'm pretty it was the sure it's cut. the actual one. I know it's long. It's, it's about, over like two. It's about hours. three and a quarter hours long. Yeah. Which is too long. Um, and actually, uh, at the end of it, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. But the first hour, oh my god, it drags. I do think the ending's really good because yeah. I think that's the one point in the movie where it really adapts it and does yeah. its own thing whereas everything else it's just so kind of shot mm. for shot it's like why have you adapted that you don't you don't use the comic as a storyboard yeah use it yeah. as a, a jumping off point yeah um, there's a lot of penises in that film though yeah is there yeah yes did I watch the same film Dr. Manhattan's he's never blue dick he's he has a like a one. What are you about? junk what? doesn't he like a like a bulge. I didn't think no, you actually. Saw. No, he's, he's massively. Got a full on <laughs> Are you sure this isn't? Yeah, the I promise you. No, 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 no. He's got a massive. He, he, hasn't had just... his, he hasn't had his director cut, as far as I can tell. <laughs> he pops a little blue pill, gets yeah. a massive blue. Yeah. Maybe I just blanked this from my memory, um, completely erased it. I did not know that. Now I'll have to you rewatch it. You've never seen Smurf porn? Uh, no. 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 Thundercat porn. It's on the list though. Let's do a goggle box for that. Gargle Mel. Anyway, um, <laughs> can anyone explain? I don't know if it's from. No, can anyone no, explain? No, can anyone explain how to use email? No. Uh, can anyone explain how Tomb Raider, Assassin's Creed, and Uncharted are all unique franchises? Besides story, what will Uncharted 4 in 2016 do differently in setting combat weapons or traversal that would be any different than what I will already be seeing on consoles in 2015? from Tomb Raider and Assassin's Creed. I think these adventure games are reaching sports and racing game parity. Which of the three are you most excited for? I think, first of all, to say, story aside, because that's kind of the whole yeah. point I think that, of uh, these kind of games. I think that we went back, like, we talked about everybody's gone to Rapture. Yeah. It's like, story, I think, with some video games, it's totally incidental, and it's not a bad thing. Like, yeah. Mario. Yeah. Who can, like, story is incidental to Mario, to the point where... It's pretty much always the same yeah. basic premise because Mario's about Go like doing brilliant mechanics and like giving him amazing power ups and make yeah. it really fun. I think Uncharted's story and its likability of his characters are the thing that's, that's made the kind of, the it main a success. Draw. I think, yeah. and yeah. how beautiful it looks. I think yeah. those are the two things that have really well, elevated it. Because I have a well, I know a lot of people that when they were playing Uncharted two, they put it on the easiest setting because they didn't want the kind of the gameplay to get in the way of the storytelling. Yeah. So I think to say story aside is kind of well, that's that's the biggest draw of those games. Yeah. And you know, equally for um, assassins and for for Tomb Raider. Yeah. I think if you come into it purely for like maybe gunplay and stuff, I really like that what they did in the last Tomb Raider. I thought it was really good. Mm -hmm. I thought because I never thought gunplay was Uncharted's strongest no. um, suit at all, really. But I thought Tomb Raider is pretty good in that respect. And Assassin's Creed, um, Assassin's Creed this year is the Victorian London one. Yeah. So I think that'll be really different. Hopefully, it does like it does give it a different feeling. I don't know. I'm just maybe just saying that because we live in London, but yeah. I hope it has a bit more of a 
I think they're due a really great Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Like, it's been a long it's a, while. It's a long time. Since yeah. a really great... I know, like, people like Black Flag, and I think it was a shot in the arm. But it, if they can... They need a really... A 9.5. Like, a really great one that everyone's talking about. to do something fresh. Also, re- I know Unity was just next-gen, and it yeah. did introduce some good um, new things, like these big sandboxes to play around in. I just think it needs a bit more of a shake-up. I just don't know if it's possible when you're developing that many games. You know, if yeah. you're trying to... Like, I agree that Assassin's Creed has hit the the kind of annual release sports game fatigue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Less so for Uncharted and for, for Tomb Raider. But yeah, I, I just can't see how they're going to do that with Assassins. It feels yeah. like they've stuck to their guns. It's they, so established already, yeah, the yeah. mechanics and the, the stories and things like yeah. that. But they're, they're going to have to take a serious amount of time off to reinvent that franchise, I think. And I just, I, well, I don't at least see it happening with this new game. No. I think the changing environment could drastically kind of yeah. change how the game feels, but I still think it's probably going to be very similar mechanics and yep. gameplay. Yeah, so the, the subject line of this email is, with the delay, will Uncharted 4 look redundant? And I just think, and then you also ends like, which of the three are you most excited for? I would still say probably Uncharted 4. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's Uncharted, and I think it has such value. Um, and Naughty Dog always deliver yeah. a decent well, gaming experience. It's, so. it's their next game following one of the best games ever made. Yeah, yeah. By the same two guys. Yeah. That's pretty, that's that's pretty good. Right? Yeah, yeah. Did everyone play that? <laughs> Love Crash Bandicoot. Right, next one. Uh, you've got the next piece of feedback. Oh, I do. Yeah. Uh, this is from Kevin Tarn, I think. I have a question regarding the gaming BAFTAs that just happened and would like your thoughts. Destiny picked up Game of the Year, and to be honest, I was a little shocked. Not to say it isn't a good game, but it wasn't exactly received with the highest praise on release. No story very few areas, and repetitive gameplay being the main complaints. So how did it walk away with the award? It's like I was saying earlier, I guess, is that uh, the experience you get now if you've invested time in that game is so, so different yeah. to what it was like at review. Like Because yeah. by all accounts, like the Vault of Glass... And we like waited longer Ray, than a lot of outlets. Yeah. So we tackled But those, those two things were the kind of big game changers and all the weekly stuff they do, you know, Zer stuff, yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's a, it's a game that... Transforms the game. It's a game that's been built for sustainability. Yeah. There's just constantly... Ten-year plan? So new thoughts about once upon a time. Yep. New DLC, uh, as you said, there's weekly challenges, missions, things like that. Uh, the raids that keep coming out, yep. it just keeps. They seem to be enough to keep people entertained and keep people playing the game. Yeah, definitely. Like they've stru- structured it with a view into mind, like to ration it. And um, I do think they missed a trick by not letting you do uh, uh, a raid like at level twelve, like heist. Because yeah, yeah. if we were all playing heist, and then you had to be like level. The, you the equivalent know, of like, the equi- the equivalent it, 30 that's level 100 and whatever it's, it's, 100 it's, yeah. it's yeah. really that's like for the elite the commitment yeah. and you'd be like that's how I feel a bit in Destiny because I stopped playing it because of other stuff and work and whatever yeah. I was like uh, other stuff's come out mint other things now but I can't play a, high, um, a raid yeah. I, if there was one now like for level 10 and we could all do it that'd yeah. be brilliant be and then I think that would help incentivize grinding yeah. or whatever. That is really to strange, in, yeah, yeah, to release DLC that's only be, playable yeah. by a well, certain that, well, level. Especially if you want to be Crota, uh, like tackle Crota, you've got to be level 31. You've got to work really hard to get to but level 31. But I mean, may, maybe that's part of it, because I see a lot of people, you know, posting videos of them doing the raid and things like that, and it yeah. does seem like this huge accomplishment, or at least especially at launch when... 
people just like I don't know we don't know how to beat him like we need to keep going back in we need yeah. to keep grinding getting better weapons and maybe that does kind of fuel the amount of hours put in because you mm. are putting in more hours to beat these extremely hard challenges sure, but then obviously but that's just for the top tier of, uh, of I am surprised by how many people I know or that I follow on Twitter that are investing that much time time that yeah. well people who have, have never kind of expressed that much interest in playing those kind of games before so it's definitely done something new there but you're right by locking it behind that kind of elite gate the drop off must be huge because I, I really enjoyed Destiny and I think we got up to level 17 I think yeah. I got to I think there are other impediments that kind of like stopped us from progressing and other things coming out but also like like technical problems we had that kind of yeah. just put us off but we did love it at the time. It's just I haven't persevered, so I don't feel like I'm best positioned to really comment on like yeah. later value of the game. Yeah, but, but the um, thing I love, loved about like Heist is that you can get to level twelve in a couple of hours. Yeah, definitely. And then you, um, and then Heist are open to you, and yeah. you might be able to do them on easy, yeah. but you might not be able to do them on normal or hard. Yeah. And then it feels like to get all the rewards, and then you know you, you're talking about playing them multiple times yeah. on yeah. different difficulties. That's that's pretty good, isn't it? Did Rory tell you about the car he bought in GTA? Um, yeah, which you did one? Last night. Have you bought another one? Well, I bought that one that you you hate, my little pink sporty one. Was that the one that in the office? But you bought yeah. one for your Xbox. Yeah, my Zentorno. Seven hundred twenty-five thousand. He's got money to burn. I you? didn't. Well, that's Have all of got it. Nothing it's gone. <laughs> that was all my money from when I started Do you know the game. Buy a nicer flat. No, I have a I have the, high I have a baseline 10, uh, 10 car apartment, which is just enough for yeah. ice. So I mean, I have that. I never so go in my. Apartment. I really want to buy. Thing. So I noticed on the property um, website it says updated interior. Does that just mean high room yeah. or our balls? I, think so. I believe so. I yeah. really want to upload my own JPEG so I can have my own artwork on the walls of just my apartment. Just a picture of you naked. That'd yeah, cool. I always want to do that. Yeah. Smurf, follow me on Twitter at Krupa. Um, yeah. If I'm on them every day. Um, <laughs> Because you. you were like, yeah, I've bought a more expensive apartment. Than same. Yours. So I walked it's around. Exactly and I was like, the same. Oh, exactly Mine's worse. <laughs> Mine's worse. I don't even have a balcony. <laughs> I don't have a balcony. You have a balcony? No. Where did I see no. you? Like on? I thought you were on a balcony having a scotch the other day when on your on your screen. Like just you. I love. <laughs> your, your avatar is really good. I love. You it. said you were waiting for me to do something. And I looked on your screen and your character was just having like a scotch. I wasn't on a balcony. Or maybe you were in a cutscene then. Right. I don't know. Uh, I thought okay. you had a balcony. I was like, <laughs> why is my freaking apartment? I paid like 100 grand more. I love the thought of you on your, your break just at work. Just have a scotch on your, your virtual balcony. I don't like when you go into wardrobe. There's loads of women's clothing. And I go, whose is this shit? <laughs> I don't know. I can buy anything. I think you'd look great in knee-high But you can't yeah. try it on. No. I would be totally fine if I could put that stuff on. Yeah. Then, would you? Would you yeah, be fine? I, would. like, I wouldn't be fine. Yeah, I would. Right. Oh, that says more about you. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in both a dress and a muumuu. Yeah. Um, What's a muumuu? A muumuu. It's the it's the dress that Homer gets when he becomes super fat Homer. Oh, okay. the flowery one. One of my, one of my big, favorite episodes. Okay. Of the Simpsons. That's a great. Because he goes to the fat man shop and they say to you, so you can get um, a muumuu. You can get a. And he goes. He's like, I don't want to look like a freak just because I'm big. You sure you don't want anything? No, I'll take the Moo Moo, the hat, and the cape. The <laughs> cape <laughs> just ties it all together. Yeah, uh, it's a good car. It's a really fast car. Uh, I'm I saving up for the buzzard. Uh, so what I can do is fly after you and then rocket the crap out of your. Car. Well, I hope you're ready to pay some insurance on my Batmobile. Worth it, I think. Worth the it. satisfaction. Worth it. I want us to like. I we need I, to get on high because I want us to like get like jets and stuff and be able to like yeah. fly together and stuff well, like that. We're lacking a fourth man. Yeah. Gav. 
goddamn unbelievable, gap. most unreliable, unreliable man in the criminal underworld. Right, um, email here from first-time <laughs> writer in Carl Barrett. This week, it was revealed that the Christmas special of Sherlock would be set in Victorian London. What do you guys think of this news? Personally, I don't like it. Is it going to be alongside Assassin's Creed? It's tying, 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 tying. That's Fassbender. Uh, so, but, well, the, one of the reasons why he doesn't like it is because obviously these episodes of Sherlock don't come around very often, no. and um, it feels uh, a bit of a cheat. Considering mm. it's almost like the, they proceed like, like the Christmas special is not in continuity now. It, that might not be the case. There might be stuff in the episode that like frames it, but yeah. it feels like you're taking it out of the continuity of the main show because yeah. it ended on a cliffhanger with I had to look up his name. I couldn't remember him. Uh, Magnuson yeah. it had like a dramatic finale. Um, I think the Sherlock. My spoilers. Somebody said not to give yeah. away spoilers. Yeah. So something happens. Something happens. There's a cliffhanger <laughs> and so on. And it feels like this is just ignoring that, and you'll have to wait for that resolution. Even further. Yeah, because the only thing that I wondered, I wondered if, because obviously there was talk about Sherlock coming this Christmas, but I wonder if they're just going to drop this one. And it could be another year after that. I think it might be. Well, he's got to go off and film Doctor Strange pretty soon. And they're going to have to work around that schedule, let alone what um, thingy-mabobs. It's so impressive the show can retain its audience through such But that's because it's consistently good. That's true. Yeah, well, maybe that's why it's consistent. I wasn't a big fan of the last series. No, the last series I thought was good. The individual episodes didn't that work that well. No, I yeah, thought. I thought, um, but I thought the finale of the last season was great. Yeah. I really like that episode. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm not a big fan of it. Also because like, you know, seen Victorian Sherlock quite a lot. But it feels like um, a, the kind of Doctor Who route, right? It's a bit. It's a bit. So, I think it's just a bit cute. Yeah. Like, surely the whole remit of the show was to do modern day Sherlock Holmes yep. and take those character dynamics that are still good regardless of setting yeah because you want Victoria and Sherlock Holmes you know Arthur Conan Doyle wrote shitloads of them yeah so go check them out they're really yeah. good yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's I don't know whether there might be more to the episode than meets the eye yeah, yeah, yeah. the Transformers we, we know very little about um, it, so. um, right uh, this email is from Adam Lees who wants alien costume ideas I just thought of a, a pun for that Sherloptimus Prime Sorry, I'm, I'm working pun? like no. 30 seconds behind here. <laughs> ben Prime. <laughs> this year, the theme for the London Sevens tournament is space. For anyone that doesn't know, the London Sevens is a rugby tournament that goes around the world. Basically a massive fancy dress party uh, where you drink and have fun. Anyway. Sounds awesome. His group is trying to decide who or what to dress up as. So it wants our suggestions. Obviously, practicality is important. Cost mm. is important. Uh, I, I assume that you've got to play rugby in these costumes yeah. but he's talking about Monstars <clears throat> i.e. Space Jam oh my gosh that's uh, a good one. anything Star Wars Guardians of the Galaxy or Cylons now Cylons I can't see how you could play rugby in a Cylon well it's almost like that's American football gear yeah, isn't it? yeah. <laughs> uh, Cantina Band what really be laugh on it <laughs> imagine that lads looking looking like that yeah out and about lads like lads, says, banter like Star Wars I think again I'd, it'd be amazing to turn up as a, uh, a platoon a of stormtroopers oh, or something like that. Yeah. See, I'd go stormtroopers. Oh, no. Stormtroopers if it was um, all bounty hunters. Would you? Yeah, because I think it's good like, if everyone has the distinctive costume rather than Who just all looking the same. Um, Dengar. Uh, Bosk. Are you? Yeah, because then... What about Boosh? Bit, it's bit, a slayer. Sexy gear. Could do. Yeah. Or, or in the bikini, because I think that's a pretty good look for her. Yeah. 
Maybe as Alan Buxton's daughter says. We could go, all go as different like layer. Like different layers? Like uh, classic layer in the white with the buns. Yeah. Uh, you and Slave, what would you go Wouldn't as? it be great? I would if, like, if, no, I'd go as Endor. Just comfy, isn't it? Yeah. That's like her on Sundays. It's like just, oh, be doing a bit of gardening. What about Ooh. her best bin outfit? What's the best bin one? She's kind of got little plaits in her hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like oh, sort of the, that's where she says, I love you. I yeah. Don't know. Wouldn't it be great if they all agreed on Star Wars and then the day of the, the games, they show up and they're all dressed as Leia? Like I said, I was going as Leia. Why didn't you? And then they all got. You can all go as Leia. That's everyone can be Leia. She's at least. She's got at least seven costumes. What about uh, Star Trek? That's quite an easy one to do. Quite comfortable. And then one of you can just be the red shirt. Not the most exciting. And basically, if anyone gets pissed too early and has to go home, you give him the red shirt. Yeah, it's good chat. That's good. Yeah, I guess that one's pretty good. Easy, easier that one. Yeah. Yeah. But then jumpers. Ewoks. Ewoks. But you have your little feet on your knees. You run around on your knees. <laughs> no, you could, you could do. You're probably not going to play very well. Could, That's I guess problem. that doesn't take. It'd be crap getting served at the park. Are they playing or are they just like going around watching this stuff, getting drunk? Can I you dress know. as a rugby team? Because then you're pretty much set. Well, that, how does that no, fit? No, they're not playing rugby. How they're does watching it fit rugby. Into space? Oh, they're watching rugby. Oh, it has to be space. Uh, we reveal we do not know much Astronaut about rugby. Astronaut. I know nothing players. about rugby. Uh, scrum. And That's a word. Rugby sevens. Is that because there's seven teams or something? Oh no, I know the rugby sevens. Yeah. Oh, really? yeah. Well, well that would be a good time to watch it. Yeah, they're not playing in the rugby sevens. Well, who does? Teams, real teams. Okay. Uh, England, Wales, Scotland, Northern well, no, Ireland. No, so it's in terms of practicality. Right? I think so. Yeah. Just drinking. Just drinking. Just drink. We well, well, so no, 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 He's got a good point. It's not just anything. Like if you're a morph suit, that's a pain in the arse. Like. You need something where you can have a little drink. Like, you don't want a helmet on, do you? Right. That's just pain. So, Cylon's no good for that. Cylon's no good. No. Um, so, Star Trek's the way to go, I think. What about human sense? It's only logical. Are they set on, on, on sci fi? <laughs> they just filter down from the first person to the last. Yeah. yeah. Are they How many points do you want? Five. <laughs> I was doing the Spock hand there. Yeah. Which for, is actually based uh, on the a Jewish ones. character. Is it? Yeah. Ah, oh, didn't know that. Feedback. Uh. Hello, this is a huge fan of yours from across the pond. Who's it from? This is Brock Smith. There you go. A cool name. An American name. Brock, you get it. I get it. I get Rory you, Rory Powers and Brock Smith. Oh, we should hang out. Let's get a beer, Brock. I subscribe to over 30 podcasts, and I look forward to your podcast the most. Yes. Perhaps some of it is because it's fresh and new with all the British humor. I shouldn't be reading this. And such You're honesty. British. Honest, honesty. Brit, yeah. You got a British passport? No. Oh, do you not? I have American get passport. The, get the, get really? the hell out. Yeah. You only lived there for four years of your life. Can you get a jewel? <laughs> I can. No, I can't get... Uh, I can get a Irish passport if I want. I can get an Irish passport, a dual nationality with my American... But that's Northern Ireland. That's yeah. a British passport. It's weird because my mum yeah. has a Northern... No, has a Southern Irish... Uh, Irish passport. Right. I don't understand it. I'm going to continue. Sorry Go about on. that, Brock. Passport. Rude. Don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it simply has to do with you all being awesome. Yes. It took all the restraint I have not to include any British phrases in this email. Keep the fantastic podcast coming. Yeah, well, so that as, was nice. As our great. resident American, what are your favorite British phrases? Uh, I like banter. I didn't like it, but it's growing on me. Tilly brought that back. Yeah, in, fun in, fact. In, in Tilly the brought that back. Early 2000s. I can't stop saying mental as well. Yeah. It's being a really, it's a real problem. You know for what? I started saying a lot because Gav says it a lot. He says, he says that's mad. Yeah, He mad, just said that a lot. Going, oh, that is mad. Really? And I started, I'm saying it quite a bit now. Those phrases are good because you just need the one word. Like something happens, you just go mental. 
yeah. are mad. Mm. You don't even you don't need anything. Oh, mental else. mad, that is so mental, mental mad. Is so mental mad, mad banter. Mad is what they said before mental. Do you know? This is what they said. So is Gav bought mad back. Mad Mad back. He's brought it back from Wales. Um, Did you guys ever say class? Did I come over here? Oh yeah, like so that was class. When I was younger, that used yeah. to be thing. Yeah. That's skill. I didn't uh, know if that was just that is, yeah. skill. That is skill, mate. I, mate, that those skill. tracky bottoms are mint. Mint. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Mint. They're class. Um, yeah. Well, we. That's all sick, isn't it? Sick. Wicked used to be a thing. Yeah. I kind of want to start saying heavy, like they do in uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. Like, wow, this is heavy. What's happened to the Earth's That's gravitational cool. pull in the future? Exactly. Um, I get that. You know, podcast is a good podcast. I think we're right up there with Serial in yeah. terms of... Totally. Well, that's finished now, right? In, totally. Yeah, so... So we are so number, we're number one. If, one. if they can't sustain it, then yeah. get out. Have uh, they done 272 episodes? No. 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 But they do have that little jingle, and, and, dun, and dun, they got a sponsor dun, before dun, us. Dun, right. dun, Mil- dun. I did jingles Mil- way back when. Mil- we, should do, we should do one of our podcasts... Uh, but in the in the serial style, so we'd be like talking about games, and I'd be like, "It got an eight point five, did it not? Did it not?" I don't know what he's doing. I'm doing the lawyer <laughs> from Serial. You have to did shout at me more. I'll tell you what. You have to you, shout at me more. You can read through after Creepers read the last. So email. many questions were racing through my mind. Did Destiny really deserve to get Game of the Year? That's actually pretty good. Find so- out next time on Serial. Ding, ding. Sometimes, sometimes I this really don't think she's is- listening to me. <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs> What's the last email? We watched Serial and um, watched it. No, it. Well, that's why you didn't get the Do that on impression. paternity leave. Yeah, While changing the baby. I'm not going to have any time. Um, right. La- um, last bit of feedback. Yeah, yeah I think so. So um, this is from Lee Franks. He says, Duck Hunt. Duck Hi, I am going to do a 24-hour gaming marathon on the 3rd of April, which all the money raised goes towards the special... Um, Special effect charity. We've mentioned them several times yep. on awesome. the show before. Are we going to do the run again this year? I'm not. Do you want to do 10K? Here. Do you want to do 10K this year? Yeah. Oh, cool. Sounds like fun. Rory's doing it then for our gen. Are you going to uh, dress up? <laughs> we could, yeah. We could yeah. Go, we could go Princess Leia. Yeah. We could go as the cantina band. In my moo moo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will be playing on Xbox One. Um, his handle is crazybad2 and also streaming on Twitch. Um, where he is crazy bad 24 7 i also plan to do a video diary which will be uploaded to youtube crazy bad too oh, he's promoing all his channels yeah, 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 yeah. Um, for that him. sounds awesome Marketing. and it's for a great great um cause so yeah check it out there you go that's third of april again there you go all a good cause so that's feedback uh now out this week rory you're going to read out the games that are out this week in the style of serial oh really okay okay as I looked down at the page, a couple things hit my mind. Would I be able to read this without making any mistakes? Let's find out on the next episode of Serial. <laughs> on this episode of Serial, Battlefield Hardline received an 8.0. Final Fantasy Type-0, I'm losing it now. I keep going, keep it. going. Final Fantasy Type-0 is also out. Then we have Mario Party 10, which got a 6.5, and Resident Evil Revelations 2 finale. Episode 4. Episode 4, which is the end of the whole thing. We also have a selection of movies coming out, which really made me wonder, was he telling me the truth? Next time on Serial. This podcast is sponsored by MailChimp. You use the MailChimp. <laughs> Who's the MailChimp? Yeah, I actually use MailChimp. Oh, really? 
No, never heard of it, love. Never heard of it. I have no idea what any of you lot are going (laughs) on about. You should listen to the Serial Podcast. Okay, so movies. Um, Right, here we go. I would do them in the style of Adnan, but I think that's bad taste. So, first up, Wild Card. Wild Card is new Jason Statham movie. Um, We gave it 5.5, which on the right hand score-ometer is mediocre. Wild Card lacks the energy and fun of other Jason Statham movies, despite its flashy Vegas backdrop. Was it mental? Um, it was mental, mate. Mad. And one of the pros is Statham being Statham, in it? Natch. Yeah. Natch, Gav. Skills. Um, Stanley Tucci's cameo. Apparently he's quite good in that. Uh, but not enough action and little substance. Really? Which, not enough substance? What are you expecting, mate? For a Statham, but yeah, but for a Statham film to not have a enough action. Yeah. yeah that's like, that, what, what, why are you cast him? Yeah. Um, right. Next up is Gunman. Um, from the director of the first Taken movie starring Sean Penn kind of doing a Taken-esque role we don't have a review on site I've heard it's okay Um, next up is a movie Tilly reviewed like a year ago Tilsner um, called The Voices Ryan Reynolds movie kind of weird comedy Um, Chris gave it a 6.5 said it's okay says The Voices entertains in patches and Ryan Reynolds is fantastic but the film ultimately fails to resonate Superficial approach to a serious subject, he said. That's what we try to do to everything. Last here. film, yeah. And then last film is um, Insurgent. Already out, came out on Thursday, I think. The next in the Divergent. Did you series. guys see the first one? No, no. I I quite happily die without ever seeing it. <laughs> the Hunger Games uh, is, wow. is then, enough for me. So well, the second really. one, three point five. Bloody, so bloody awful. Don't go oh and see my any god! Films bloody awful. It's a school. And logic is out in this senseless, senseless, badly told second instalment in the young adult franchise Divergent. That oh. hurts. So, um, don't see that. No, no. I, I would say don't see any of them. Stick don't. with games. Get your heists on. Yeah, yeah. Get some heists. Go, Plenty of heists. Go rob some banks online. Yeah. Yes, online. Blast them in the face. That's it for this week's podcast. Thank you, Rory, for your uh, impressions. I'm going to make you do that every single time you're on the podcast now. Okay. Oh, God, So no. get practicing. All right, that sounds good. Uh, thank you, Daniel. You're and, very welcome. And oh. more importantly, thank you, listeners. <laughs> uh, we will be back same time <laughs> next week, so until then, goodbye. Next time on The Serial Podcast.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.